Podcast where we talk about episodes of Kids in the Hall. Uh, no guests this week. It's just me, Jared, and Amay. How are you guys the doing? Team favorites. <laughs> I'm doing pretty okay. It's really warm here in New York today, but windy. It has there's a mystical quality to the air. I would say. Oh, mystical. Yeah. Is that your experience? Well, I mean, I'm getting a little nervous that the you know they just came out with that uh, not op-ed but real article where they describe the world <laughs> coming to an end. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that combined with the severe weather changes uh, day to day freaks me the hell out. Um, but I guess I'd rather it severely become warm than severely become cold. So in that sense, it's nice. It's like 70. Know. Is it? What, what's it over there, Nick? How's this for, for good pod talk? Just <laughs> Weather talk? <laughs> what, what happens to be the weather where you are? Yeah. It did, there was kind of a, a weather swing in the other direction today uh, in Austin. It was... Oh, no. I feel like it was pretty warm over the weekend, and then I, I woke up and it was like 44 degrees, and I had to put on a jacket to walk my dog. But so right now, it's in the 50s right now, 52. Yeah. Huh. Mm. Yeah, it's like almost 70 today. Weird. Here. Yeah. It's a cold day, and right? it's like very windy, and the clouds are coming and going, so it feels like, you know, we're gonna have a rain. Do you think there's gonna be a experience. day where it's where it's like? One of us is like, there's like a hurricane right now. And then, and then the other one's like, yeah, it's like a fucking earthquake. Like, it's just like going to be different horror movies happening in different locations. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Good. I mean, hopefully. Just confirming. Hopefully that'll be years from now. Uh, Jared, you're doing a, you got a, a show coming up, right? You're doing a, a, a live show. Yeah, dude, sure am. I am uh, doing a show a week from this Sunday, so I guess that would be uh, the 20th, uh, March 20th, if uh, any of you uh, kith heads out there are listening. It's uh, it's a show called The Gloquacious Hour, starring uh, my dear friend Glow Tavares, who I believe you both know quite well. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, She's great. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking about books. Amay Amay's actually gonna be a little uh, little guest panelist. She's gonna stop by. Yeah. Can I ask? Am I one of a number of people who have written books who will be appearing on this? Show? <laughs> What's the situation here? So yeah. So we have uh, we have someone who is. I have to look up her exact credentials, but she is like a literary person. I think she either writes about books or I don't know if she's technically an author, but like yes, she's in the literary world. Um, and then, yeah, that we have those. So we have our two guests who are related to books. <laughs> I don't know if we should keep this all on the podcast, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you're in that group and you like play games with us and stuff. And then we have some comedians coming on to just like do their shtick. And then like, they might start, it's going to be a very kind of casual free flowing vibe where the, the idea of the show is to be sort of like the old Dean Martin kind of Carol Burnett, uh, you know, variety shows where people are just like holding drinks and walking on and off set and doing their thing and we got fun games okay. and fun bits so it's yeah we have like different guests in different capacities and it's the first show so we don't really fucking know uh <laughs> how much time these guests is going to spend doing each thing so we'll see and we should we should have glow on the show why haven't we had glow on this show we i did believe we have glow on actually the show. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, remember she hated it. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> not not the podcast, the the kids in the hall. 
She probably hated the podcast too, but didn't yeah, tell us. Yeah, sure. I appreciate she's that. Nice. She's <laughs> nice. She's, she, she doesn't tell us when she's upset. Well, let's start yeah. talking about the show. I, I guess I guess we should go back in time to November thirteenth, nineteen ninety. Number one on the charts in the U.S. Love Takes Time by Mariah Carey. Uh, Mariah's here. Yes. Are you a big Mariah Carey fan? I, mean, I love Mariah Carey. Crazy. Okay. You can- and what's your favorite <laughs> song? All I Want for Christmas is You. I assume. I think that is my favorite Mariah Carey song. But uh, is it the only one you know, or uh, there's that one's "Fantasy," right? That's a good one, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's all I can remember. What about when she married Nick Cannon? Was that a song, or was that something that happened? I think that was an experience she had. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's not the same. No. <laughs> All right, then maybe that is the only song I know. Number one of the charts um, in the hmm. in Canada, though, "Suicide Blonde" by NXS. Things are getting more modern. Yeah, interesting. We're moving off of just pure Phil Collins every day, all day. Um, well, which I, is nice to see. Hmm? I wouldn't be surprised if what? Phil Collins shows up again. Oh, okay. Sometime. He's just taking a quick break. I got, I'm all right. All right. But guys, this is and we got a little musical, little musical start to the show. Yeah, the piano sketch. Let's watch a little bit of the beginning of this piano scene. I don't know how to play the piano. I never took the time to learn. Some writing's not my forte, and rhyming's harder than it sounds. Say. Yeah, that's basically the whole sketch. And then Kevin McDonald can't sing, and he's also in the act. I thought this was very funny. I thought the performances were very funny. Um, I feel like you have to. I have to take myself back in time to 1990 to appreciate a little bit more because I feel like I've seen this before in, in different incarnations. I've I've written sketches like this, and now I feel embarrassed that the whole game. Of- what type of a sketch did you write? Can you describe the concept of your sketch to us? <laughs> um, it was a uh, oh hmm. someone a couple had hired a saxophone player or i guess the the uh, potential oh I, i've i've seen this yeah, a man this is, this is a good one a man hired a saxophone <laughs> player to play while he proposed to his uh girlfriend and the saxophone player couldn't actually play the saxophone and he just kind of oh. sounded bad <laughs> was the whole premise of the <laughs> and and nick do you do you remember what the artistic director uh what note the artistic director gave you on that sketch that you told me <laughs> yeah well it was something like um <laughs> Uh, I didn't. He didn't think it was funny. He thought, he, well, he didn't say he didn't think it was funny. But well, he, he thought he well, said he, he thought it would yeah. be better if Michael, who is who played the saxophone player, if Michael could actually play the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was so funny. You wrote this whole sketch about a guy who can't play the saxophone, and, and the note was, "What if he could play the saxophone?" <laughs> Just, I don't know why that made me laugh. Um, sketch, yeah, I remember you. The, the sketch itself was, was was good. I mean, I think that the, the the inherent risk with sketches like your saxophone sketch, Nick, and then this one is that you know it's like you gotta transcend the they're just bad at it game or they're just dumb game or they just suck game because it's like there has to be some sort of 
you know, reason built into it. I don't, I don't recall. <laughs> we could get off your sketch, I guess, <laughs> but I don't recall the the like the premise or whatever was going on. Maybe like if there were details that supported why he was bad. I think there were probably. This I think one... it's funny that you would hire a saxophone player of all the instruments to <laughs> It's a very romantic instrument, don't you think? Where's... You know, absolutely. It's like... Absolutely, sexy, I think I so. Guess. Yeah, like the Jerry Rafferty kind of style, you know. Billy Clinton, Kenny G. Saxophone's sexy. I mean, I think it's a little sexy. I don't know that I think it's wedding material. Well, would you play is... the saxophone as you walk down the aisle? <laughs> this isn't wedding, though. This is uh, engagement. It's. Uh, I feel like an engagements are more sexy than weddings. Really? Why? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's because sexy like... about it? Well, your family's not there. <laughs> a lot of the times uh, they sometimes they are actually their... the weirdos, and I, well, I shouldn't say weirdos. Great people invite their families to the engagement. Um, but it is. I anyway, think it's just funny to watch sketch, people. Yeah. I, I think it's funny to watch Dave and Kevin here not be able to do the thing that they are trying to do. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I could take it or leave it. I, I, I like certain lines. I liked, you know, I liked Foley's commitment. I liked that one point where we said, like, rhyming is hard. I thought, like, that was funny. I think describing why he's bad at it, that what is what I thought was really funny. But just kind of the banging on the piano. The other fun specific I liked is where McDonald was, like, sliding on his belly back and forth. Um, <laughs> on the top of the piano as if it was like one of those exercise machines or something or like he was like on a boogie board or something. That 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 was very funny to me. But, uh, you know, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that the moment when he asked for requests was very funny. I also thought that it was like, you know, they dressed up Kevin in a way where it's like supposed to be that he looks bad, but I actually think he looks great in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it, isn't it like a really cool outfit and he looks cool in it. I don't isn't know. it funny how there's like such a fine line between like them being in drag trying to look sexy and then them being in drag trying to not look sexy. Like you're right. Yeah, it just... of, it's like weird. It almost doesn't work because they do get dressed up like this all the time. And like right. the dress fits him and it's kind of like a cool dress to be wearing if you were working in a piano lounge. I don't know. That's true. He's just missing a wig. Otherwise we would just think it was like a normal <laughs> and, sketch. And his shoes seem his shoes seem to be calling out like, look, this is crazy. Yeah. Like yeah, he yeah. has kind of like black sneakers on. And he's not very elegant. Under. in his movements <laughs> yeah but still it's not that part didn't work for me it's like i'm bad at this well example yeah what, what about this this sketch this next sketch it was called democracy and it confused me Let, let's watch the beginning of it wrong, 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 so it's his birth of a nation on screen now it's his fascism and now it says democracy They're they're overthrowing, I guess, in a sense, whoever was playing the dictator by pushing him down to the ground. Oh, is that the implication? I well, I think so, but then it just ends. Like I, I don't. I thought it was going to just. I mean, I was following it until it ended. Because <laughs> when it I really ended, I was, was like, gonna oh, be more things yeah. after yeah. democracy. Yeah, yeah. That that was my only thing. I was like, what happened? They had something here for a while. But because they didn't finish, it feels very weird. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't quite know what to make of it. Is the joke um, that it, that democracy doesn't work either? Is that 
Because they, they kind of like... Oh, that's uh, true. May, yeah, maybe. So what doesn't work about know. it? Because they're that, fighting, I guess, either way? I, I, I thought, the yeah, they, they just kept fighting. They did just keep fighting. And then I think eventually maybe one of them walks away. I'm not, I don't really remember. What were you going to say, May? I think the title is a little confusing, calling it Birth from the Nation. Yeah. And then... Famous the, like, <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to have that at all. Famous really. racist movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what is, <laughs> right. like, are they not aware of that? Or are they just <laughs> think it could mean something else? Or it's a reference? Like, it's pretty confusing. And then, yeah, it feels like there should be more tags. I did kind of laugh when they said democracy and everyone's just, like, dogpiling each other. Right. Because <laughs> that feels real. It's sort of funny. But then it just, yeah, tapers off in a weird way. I, can't, I actually assumed it would be the runner and just was like, all right, I'll write this off. It's definitely coming back. And uh, <laughs> yeah, sitting here now, I'm I don't understand why they presented it as they did. Well, yeah, confusing sketch, but not so confusing is a visit from our old friends Fran and Gord. Um, Nick, I gotta yeah. say, I, gotta I wrote say, down Nick, Nick's parents are on. <laughs> I, <laughs> I gotta say, they won me over. All right, this, well, this let's watch a little. This clip from, this was a, a good 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 showing for these two. I agree. You know what? It's 35 degrees in Tampa. I got a little news as well. Oh, really? <laughs> I was fired today. Oh, from, from work? <laughs> yes, that's where men usually get fired from, Fran. Oh. I wrote down a bunch of lines I liked from this one. Like when he says, <laughs> Me too, me too. I put G's in my coffee. I thought that was funny. Um, Oh, yeah. Then she's, uh, Fran says, we're in this together. And he says, together? Really? Well, then how come I blame you? <laughs> I liked both of the beginning ones where they're not even really jokes, but like it's 35 degrees in Tampa. And he goes, I got a little news yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that very funny to me. Um, you know, you'll have to find a job. And says outside the home. <laughs> she's, he says uh, she says she'll have to learn how to use a computer and. He says, a woman right, your a computer age, would eat computer you alive. Would eat you alive. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it finally broke through to parody in this version. We're going to have to like, sell to the me, roof, was... he says at one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just feel like there was something about how the jokes were structured and how just like matter of fact they were. And they seemed to just be calling themselves out like indirectly in a way that they didn't before. Before it felt like so kind of grounded that it was like an authentic fight. Yeah. And I, I didn't see any comedy in it really. And this is like, I don't know. I really, really liked this sketch. I thought it was just a fun, just just the jokes were really good and the chemistry was really good. And McCullough, it's like the first scene for him in a few in this episode that I thought were really strong. Like, I thought he was very, very funny this episode, McCullough. He's clearly my MVP of this episode. Oh, wow. And yeah. What did you think of me? I, I liked it. Did it work for you? I mean, I kind of always check out during these ones. <laughs> um, I laughed at the soup in the bag description <laughs> and like the he never bring bowls down yeah. thing. Yes. Um, yeah. She, she, yeah. for his lunch, she made him soup in a bag because he never brings his bowls back. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I, I also think it's funny when he's like, I went crazy at work today and to describe going crazy as putting cheese in your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> funny. 
I mean, I think there's more absurdity in this sketch than there usually are with this couple. Often they're just kind of being rude to each other, but there's like a lot of silly jokes in it. Yeah, there was something where he was like, I was kissing his butt and I kind of acted it out or something like that, <laughs> yeah. right? And he's and he acts out in the meeting. Yeah, like that he's kissing the ass. That was really funny. There was a moment I had to put you on the spot, Nick, to try to find this. But like, it just made me think McCullough is so committed sometimes. There was the part where Foley comes in and I think he just, like, his entrance, and he walks past the table, kind of like, you know, whatever, dismissing his parents. And <laughs> McCullough calls after him. I think it's, Foley's name is Brian in the sketch. Let's see. And he just, like, shouts Brian with such ferocity. He's just like, Brian! Like, <laughs> really we loud. To <laughs> it just made me laugh. I'm going to my room. I'll see you later. Brian! Brian! So funny, just so like into it. I I don't know. Yeah, really I think funny. he's really good at this as his character. Um, I wrote down a discussion prompt. Have you guys ever been fired? Ooh. Yes, I have been. From what I elaborate. I was fired. I worked in a restaurant, which is now closed, and I worked in the kitchen. And I was late two weekends in a row. I'll say this about my being late. My part of my job was setting up like the food station and I basically still always had it ready to go in time for the store to open but they were pissed off that I had been late and rushed through it or whatever so they fired me and they fired me by leaving a message on my phone <laughs> and at like the time, texting like I, you you mean no they left a voicemail <laughs> oh, I was like getting oh. ready to go and whatever but at the time I was very good friends with everyone who worked at the restaurant so like I came by to visit or something afterwards and I ended up going downstairs like through the kitchen downstairs into the basement where the office was and like all the employees belongings and shit and then on the bathroom door for the employees there was a sign that said just so everyone knows May Lepkin is no longer working for us <laughs> like, basically telling everybody that I'd been fired and I stole Via it sign. and I brought it home <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah, <laughs> I think that's the only time I've been fired. I've like definitely had jobs that didn't hire me back, but that's it. Yeah, yeah I've had similarly. I've had like jobs come to an end, <laughs> but I think I I, I I find that to be distinctly different than fire. Just I guess the difference being you don't expect it, or you're the only one, or it's sort of out of nowhere or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean you're it's like you know it's they they call it a million things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, but but before we move on, Nick, I, I just wanted to note the blackout really made me laugh where he said, pull my finger, and then they didn't. He said, you want to play or not? <laughs> Remember that at the end of the sketch? Well, yeah, she starts know, like bending his finger back, there. right? Like she's trying to... Right, it. right. <laughs> yeah. It's like in the midst of those like SNL style, like the applause sign is on, everyone's clapping, and they just like have throwaway lines in there that you could barely hear. And that was one of them, <laughs> uh, him complaining about how she's playing with his finger. Um yeah, police department. Let's go. Okay. Well, so we got the cops again. There are two of them in this sketch, in this episode. So uh, let's watch a little bit of this one, I guess. Relax Oops. and uh, pull well, my. Oh, may as well watch your favorite finger. <laughs> Here it comes. Come on, give it a go. What? Well, that's not. Fran, you're hurting me. Oh, it's not funny, Fran. Fran, it's not funny. Fran, you want to play or not, Fran? Jerry <laughs> B. Nope. Pretty nice duck. Thanks. 
Hold it. How does a guy afford a nice duck like that on a cop salad? Found it. <laughs> so I guess implying that he stole this duck or something? <laughs> I guess. I think he's like saying this duck is stolen but not his necessarily <laughs> just that it's like too nice of a duck for him to be able to buy on his own but nobody yeah it's funny yeah. they finished they finished the joke and i was like there's like still three outcomes like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what happened at all this seems like something um, to me that they just they were shooting something else and they saw a duck and they like were like hey what if we do this you mean you, they don't think that they specially hired the duck? <laughs> you think they straight up just saw a stray duck and then made a sketch because they saw the duck? Well, I guess you can't really just pick up a duck, huh? <laughs> this must be a trained duck. No. What an odd thing to write. I did, it did make ducks are violent. I don't know if you guys have run into ducks. Ducks are they, mad. They <laughs> do not, not fuck around. <laughs> no, no, sir. Um, I thought it was funny. You know, I also thought that about the duck only because you keep telling us that they had these police officers um, costumes and they kept like recording stuff just for the police officer costumes. That's what we see. So Genesis like, they just had a duck guys. on set. Yeah, yeah. And we see more and more of the duck in later <laughs> episodes yeah. and they just squeezed it Maybe in. Maybe we'll see this, the duck show up again somewhere. Maybe the, was the duck in that one scene where they were running away? Or whether they were, it was the, is that chase, do you remember the chase scene where the cops are? Uh, supposedly having a chase, but they're also like, uh, they're also yeah, where they stop for coffee yes. in the middle of the chase, and then the perps stop for coffee. Yeah, I wonder if there was mm-hmm. a duck in that scene. Uh, I don't remember a duck. I mean, Nick, are you, are you insinuating that there's several sketches that are just like based off of <laughs> found items or <laughs> costumes they happen to have in the in the wardrobe or something? I mean, well, I thought this was like a cop specific thing, like. They didn't extend that to other sketches, did they? Um, I don't know. I, th- I think they did maybe in a couple other sketches, but we also are watching one of the cop sketches. Is what, is what... No, I know. No, 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 no. I, I know, I know. But it's just funny to extend it to like, well, there was must have been a duck around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they wrote this and I guess so. The to me, it and... just seemed like such a... I mean, I guess that's why it's funny is because it's so strange, but I, 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 just, I, I was just surprised that, that this was written at all. But, hey. Maybe right, maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't. Uh, well, it was a good, the duck had a good performance. No quacks, didn't quack on any lines. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> this was a funny character. Oh, the, the, I'm fast forwarding to Scott Thompson as the carnival barker uh, <laughs> at the beginning of this freak sketch. But uh, let's watch a little bit from the freak sketch. Wow, what a bad freak sketch. It show, is huh? so lame. Really rotten. Look, kids, you're not going to guilt me to nose bleeding for you. If you're not enjoying yourself at the freak show, it's not my responsibility. My only responsibility is to myself, to make sure that I'm a healthy, functioning person who doesn't live in a state of denial. Wow. Wow. Listen up, kids. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two. There are three. And he goes on. It's basically uh, mm-hmm. a freak who uh, has gone through therapy and respects himself, I guess, this is the premise. Yeah. There's also... I wrote down that he sounds like he's mental health Twitter, <laughs> like just kind of <laughs> spouting nonsense <laughs> and like using it to justify whatever his behavior is. But you know what? Good for him. Yeah. Good for him that he's not uh, caving to these dorks with their popsicles. And yeah, a lot of the, those concepts that I have stayed, you know, it sounds the same 30 years later, I guess, you know, 
yeah. a lot of mental health stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also saw I, the beginning uh, of the. We this was the introduction of. I mean, we already saw Chicken Lady in a previous episode, but this sketch was where Chicken Lady was so born. Horrible. <laughs> well, that was one of the. Th- <laughs> well, that was one of the things that I was going to point out of like. This blackout and this whole concept of Chicken Lady would have really been great. Would have killed if I didn't know there was like a whole Chicken Lady sketch and then they dove into Chicken Lady. Like it felt out of order. It was strange. I noticed when Thompson said, like, come see the Chicken Lady at the top. And I was like, oh, for sure. This is a Chicken Lady sketch I'm about to watch. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it's strange that they. And then, uh, they... And then he just kind of came out at the end. Yeah, it was a weird choice. It's strange that they aired this sketch before the Chicken Lady sketch because it was certainly written before the Chicken Lady sketch. I don't know if it was shot before the Chicken Lady sketch, but uh, yeah, it's very strange that they placed them out of order like that. But maybe they just thought it didn't matter. I don't know. The other thing I, I noticed and wanted to bring up is that you know a lot of people give SNL shit for the um, the the hose. You know when they're trying to mimic puking or bleeding, and there's that special effect. Will Ferrell did this a lot and got huge laughs, and he'd have a little apparatus and he'd. The hose would come out through the hand, and he'd put his hand over his mouth, and then it would fly out his hand and look like he's puking. Yeah. And that sometimes looks cheap and not so great. But I got to (laughs) say, it's way better than what we get here, because McDonald has this egregious, ridiculous looking, and I know I focus too much on this, but this just dumbass prosthetic (laughs) nose. The whole time you're thinking, like, well, obviously he's about to bleed. It's just a matter of when. I assume it's sort of towards the end. And you get so ahead of it, and at least speaking for myself, I'm staring at this fucking nose, just like, all right, activate it, press it, move it around, make it bleed. I just thought to have it there and to have it be so noteworthy and, like, just straight up right in the middle of your face, it was hard for me to focus on anything else. It just felt like such a clumsy, here he goes. He, he I guess he rips the little thing off it. He has something in his hand. But I think it's it's all built into his nose, the bleeding nose, right? I don't think so. Must be. I think must be right. Why would he be wearing that big prosthetic the whole time? I think it's just to emphasize that he's a freak with like a bleeding nose. I, it looks to me like the blood all came from whatever he had in his hand. Really? I. It's just so weird to me then because, what? <laughs> like why? Why would he? Why would he then? Because the trick isn't he has a deformed nose or a weird nose. It's just that it bleeds. I mean, wouldn't you want the nose to look normal until the moment it bleeds? Yeah. But look at, well, I mean, obviously you're saying he does something with his hand. Yeah. Can we see in slow motion what he does? Because I don't think that. hidden, I guess. But yeah, maybe maybe he does like rip something off of. uh, He's got things in both of his hands too, right? Or no, that's just a shadow. Yes. That's just a shadow. Um, Yeah. It's hard to tell, but it, it, it felt clumsy with the prosthetic that he wore whole sketch and, i i, I want to say i i, I like i like when snl has the 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 vomit stream i think those me are too fun. me too no i'm i was it gets a bad rap i think and i think one of the reasons it does is in comparison to shit like this like it's funny and it always comes out big and like flows and like there's a high pressure and you feel like the actor's in total control and you don't know when it's coming really and uh, yeah, I just feel like it made me appreciate it. Um, did this bo- did this bother you, Amy? Inferior sketch. I think for me, I'm just really put off by like body stuff um, in media. It really grosses me out, so I kind of look away. I'll tell you a secret that if somebody posts 
on Instagram or something, like images of themselves bleeding, like they've had an accident or whatever, or if they post <laughs> pictures of themselves eating, I will immediately mute them and never look at their wow. again because I just <laughs> who, find it so who does that? Repulsive. Is that a thing that people a lot do? of people do it? I mean, people get in accidents. I've posted like pictures of stuff that I've done to myself. Usually, I'll like ask people if they want to see it and send it to them because when it's my own body, it doesn't horrify me. In the yeah, same to be way. fair, your account is ninety percent, you know, bloody <laughs> it's limbs. Gore. Yeah, ninety percent <laughs> horrible gore. But when other people do it's it, it's a tad I, hypocritical. Uh, but it's your page. Anyone who's like, oh, I got into a bike accident today, and they have like a gash in their head or something. <laughs> oh, see, the dog knows. What yeah, I'm uh, about. yeah. There's going to be another gash, I guess. Bite your leg off sounded anyway i just was like looking away because it was grossing me out so much but i i don't know i don't really care about that kind of production value stuff that yeah it doesn't bother me Um, so much either jared but i respect your opinion i respect your opinion (laughs) thanks see how respectful we are here (laughs) that is such a respectful way to say don't give a shit what you're saying (laughs) with respect (laughs) with respect with respect all right let's watch a little bit from seminar uh, would it surprise you guys to learn that these two characters will return? <laughs> you know, no, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. This this felt like a well worked out bit that they'd want to come back to. Okay, what I'm going to do right now is just uh, pull out some money and neck with it. Okay, I love money just that much. <laughs> okay, hey, you love your wife and you kiss her, don't you? Well, sometimes. <laughs> and money never says no. That's right. Okay, go kiss some money. Well, he's kissing money. I'm going to stand over here and tell you a little story. Now, when I was three years old, I didn't quite understand the value of a dog. Wait a second. How many people here are watching Gore? All of you. What we just did was illustrate a point. It's better to get involved with money than to just talk about money. It's true. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to look up these guys' names. I I can't find their names, but I I know they come back a few times. These kind of uh, scheming or not scheming. What's the word I'm thinking of? Like a... Swarmy. Oh, what's the word? Like uh, swindlers, I guess. I I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think they all apply. Scheming seminar hosts, I guess. Yeah. What'd you say, Mage? Do you have a better word for it? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah. um, What'd you guys think? Yeah, I think it's, it's, to me, it's really, the performances are really funny and the writing is really funny. I I like, I, I remember loving these as a kid and I still think they're i think they hold up yeah i mean i i thought it was good i i liked the kind of all the you know necking with money and eating money sort of things those those jokes felt kind of modern and i loved you know all of the you know wait a minute how many of you were watching gourd like what, what we just watched like all those moments of you know how many people in this room are over 50 oh all of you okay you know and they're all like i thought that was a good recurring gag yeah they yeah. keep cutting to the to their audience asking them questions one of them was how many of you been, how many of you been hit by lightning okay all of you all of you been hit by lightning okay <laughs> yeah it heightened very well very very well i thought it like it, it, if i was you know teaching a sketch class and i was trying to focus on heightening i'd probably show this it feels like a very structured beat by beat they return they have patterns each thing gets a little crazier and weirder and uh and then has kind of like the perfect just like ending blackout of just like fizzling out and i thought i thought the structure was really great i thought it also kind of resonated like it's not like there are a bunch of seminars like this <laughs> i attend or anything but there's this sort of like i don't know pathos to these guys where it's like you understand these type of guys these swindlers like you're you're you're, you're i think alluding to nick like 
these title is a good word yeah it's like these you know it's i think it's a division of their businessman hatred you know this like these people who are like trying to not only are trying to you know get their own money but basically fuck other people out of their money which is i guess like just the even more evil version of somebody who's obsessed with money and uh yeah they just give off a really uh, a vibe that i feel like i've encountered sleazy sleazy maybe is also what i was thinking very good did i say sleazy earlier it, but I don't know. These kind, I mean, these kinds of things still exist. Like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming what they're trying to get people to to invest in is some kind of MLM or something like that. And MLMs are are hot right now. People are MLMs people are always hot. MLM I content. feel like they're just constantly being rebranded. And and what is MLM? Is that like a pyramid scheme thing Multi-level where people sell makeup or something? Scheme. Oh, yeah. oh. Oh, yeah. okay, Usually okay. the way they make their money is not through the product, but by signing more people on to sell the product. And that's why it's a scheme. Because you just got to mm-hmm. keep kind of like pushing that loss onto the people below you. Is that why you guys won't buy those makeup boxes for me? Do you... <laughs> you, that's you know you're terrible it's, it's at applying makeup. It looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> I should work at that. Yeah. Uh, I like this one. I thought it was good. Again, McCullough. Great I've... sketch for McCullough. McCullough and, and McKinney's getting it too. Have you guys uh, been ever like, has somebody tried to get you to buy some MLM shit? Yes. And it's always like a really? surprise who that person is. I think it happens a lot more to people who grew up in more suburban environments because there's a lot. I think MLMs are very attractive to stay at home moms because it's like, yeah. they're because they're targeted, but also because like part of the targeting is saying it's flexible and you're your own boss and you can make your own hours and you can be at home more. That's really make a lot of money. You end up sacrificing a lot of time and energy, but and friendships and friendships. Because you have to like, you have to constantly bug people. Like, will you please buy this? Yeah. Yes. I think people like don't talk about that aspect of it enough. Like how it's like destroying people's relationships (laughs) and making everybody into a product. To me, it's like there's a cultish vibe to it or something. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. So it's yeah. Of course, there's social drawbacks. Like not just they keep badgering people, but like. easily identifiable as you know someone you don't want to talk to it's just a weirdo who gets into that kind of thing i feel like sometimes although maybe that's not fair like you said these people target I, people specifically who are vulnerable. I, yeah i've had i've had people in my life try to sell me this stuff i've never had it where I, i've heard of like sometimes you'll get invited to what you think is a party and it turns out to be uh basically a presentation trying to get you to buy uh <laughs> candles or makeup or whatever and yeah that just mm-hmm. seems it seems like you just would never, would never trust these people anymore anyway let's move on to this next sketch called celebrity starring scott thompson as oh i forgot we 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 skipped over there to the cops scene but it was uh it tied into with this sketch where yeah this uh, is technically part three of a runner right or sort of i guess you could say that yeah mm-hmm. because yeah in the, in the previous cops scene this character that Scott Thompson is playing, who he plays a surf cop. He's an actor who plays a surf cop. He talks to one of the real cops, and that's basically that whole sketch. Anyway, but yeah. Now, <laughs> now we're now. I guess it's the camera crew from those cops scenes is now following this Scott Thompson the actor character. Is that what we're supposed to assume? Um, what what would. What are we? What are we assuming? One of the cops is following one of the other cops. I mean, I think I think they no, just I, happen to be on the beat. No, what? What? My supposition was the camera crew that follows the cops. Oh, the camera is now crew. Following. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Or well, is that just stretch. 
I don't know. It almost feels like they were just watching the sketch show because because are there extra cameras when they're shooting the show? I know it's a weird question, but if there are, then it's like, oh, okay, you feel like the cameras are there to follow Scott Thompson. But if they're not, then you just feel like, oh, we're just watching Kids in the Hall, and the camera was shooting the show, and then now the camera's by the car. <laughs> Why are you smiling? Yeah, I guess <laughs> this is a stupid conversation. <laughs> yeah, I kind of realize it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's watch a little bit from this uh, this celebrity scene. <laughs> That's a funny moment right there. If you want to replay it really quick, Nick, the uh, how he closes the door there. Yeah, that made me laugh a lot. Whereas Thompson is very good at like having an ego um, in his characters, and there's this great moment where he He gets, yeah, he get he gets in the car and and his uh, I guess assistant (laughs) like closes the door for him, and he does this like fun thing with his arms where he kind of like tucks himself in, like expected to have the door closed. It's very funny to me. Yeah, I like that too. Very good physical comedy. <laughs> Surf Cops is a good gig, don't get me wrong. But I want to be a movie star. That's why I'm really excited. Because I just signed to do this really big picture. I sure hope it's a hit. Uh, it should be. The public loves me. Thank God I'm not a queer. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sets off the sketch. And then he he picks up Bruce McCullough, Bruce McCullough's character as a... A young gay man, and uh, they. Another, he's very hot as the young gay man. I yeah, guess, uh, a very like funny, successful role, I think, for McCullough again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> very convincing to me here, McCullough. Um, mm-hmm. But just the whole time, uh, Scott Thompson keeps denying that he's gay mm-hmm. uh, to the camera, even as he does all kinds of things that clearly show that he's gay. Nick, do you have any opinion on this joke where he says, like, I hosted SNL and people loved me? It's like, is that some sort of weird insider shot at SNL? Or is like, is that a shot at Andrew Dice Clay? Or like, is there, is that just whatever, a fun thing? I think it's just a fun thing that actors say. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I took it. Okay. What'd you think of me? I'm sorry. What was the that? No, you I don't remember, remember that, line? that No, can you repeat it? There was a line where, like, he is talking about his career and how great it's going, and he said, you know, like, I hosted SNL, you know, I people didn't think I was a little nervous, but I killed. Um, uh-huh. And he's, it just seemed like a, I don't know, intentional choice. You're a sketch comedy show, you say SNL, maybe I'm making too much of it, but I know that they had history and being hired, and then... They didn't like I mean, I think that whenever they make a reference to another comedy group or something like that or comedian, it's very deliberate. And Mm -hmm. they're probably making fun of the types of people who end up hosting SNL, right? Yeah. Uh, At least, I think. Yeah. And the type of people that like talk about talk about it as though they did something really important (laughs) when they hosted SNL. (laughs) Really showed my range. Do you guys think this was character was based on anybody in particular? I mean, I mean, I know there's so many closeted gay actors, especially back then. Oh, you want us to try and out people from the early 1990s? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think it is really. I think that like Scott Thompson does a lot of these sorts of characters where it's like a certain type of gay man or something, you know, and he just yeah. really leans into all the stereotypes of that person and whatever. And this is a stereotype, like a straight actor who's always denying they're gay, you know? And uh, yeah, that's how I took it. it the end was... Uh... I mean, it was very funny, but it was also kind of like uh, uh, sad. <laughs> this character dies. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and uh, they're at the funeral and they're looking at his body in the coffin and uh, they say, uh, uh, how do you think, how did, do you know how he died? And uh, McCull- or, uh, Scott Thompson says, cancer, like out of the side of his mouth from the casket. And like, no, I heard it was AIDS. And he's like, no, it was cancer. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, the AIDS stuff was a lot. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. I guess it's like it's it's he clearly relishes, you know, being in the role that he's in. And he's like, well, I'm the one who can say these things. And like, you know, it's I think it's I think it's I don't know, exhilarating, honestly, <laughs> to watch. I, I just find it I just find it fun that he takes full advantage of his role and where he's at and he's like fuck it like i think more than most of the members on the team he has these solo ideas these ideas where he's getting his point of view across he you know gives a shit about you know (laughs) a lot of real stuff where i feel like a lot of the guys just have the privilege of just trying to be funny and i feel like thompson often is not burdened but like excited to like try to actually get some you know messaging about his community in every sketch that he does so i don't know i even if it's like a little like like the cancer aids one and you're, you're like oh like your first instinct ultimately i'm just kind of excited to watch it if that is a weird thing yeah. to say i apologize no i, no, I like that so. yeah i agree hmm. well should we move on to this last sketch which is coming off of this one it's it's kind of a, a big <laughs> swing in the other direction <laughs> Yeah, this one, I mean, uh, it's just so funny to me with what they decide to put first and last and in the middle. I'm just, it's almost like they're fucking with us intentionally. Um, uh, but it's called liposuction. Let's watch the beginning of the song. Every song which is very personal and close to me, and I would like to share it with you at this special moment. May I be permitted to sing it for you? That would be just wonderful. Maybe one day this will happen to you. <laughs> Rolando? It's important to me that the both of you see that the process of liposuction. 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 Okay, that's enough. Um, (laughs) I can't decide whether I I like this or not. I don't know. I, I, it didn't make me laugh watching it this time, but I feel like I saw it when I was a kid and I probably laughed then. I don't yeah. know. What did you guys think of it? It's just, I mean, it's I dumb. didn't really laugh. I don't know. I mean, they're kind of bookending the shows with um, musical numbers. And this that's is true. Oh. oh, right. Oh, that's, that's right. Maybe that was intentional. Maybe that's why this one was last. I mean, call uh, me uh, boring old production Jared who gives a shit about the stupidest <laughs> shit. But I'm gonna go ahead and okay. That and, is what and, we call you by. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and make a big deal out of uh, how they decide to implement McKinney's character in this sketch. You know, I I think it's an interesting idea to show photos of liposuction and have like a doctor there while they're doing the song. But there was this kind of like odd right. uh, setup where they were like cutting to him, totally out of the scene. I guess like on a different stage, and then they just cut back. And I don't think any of the characters in the sketch, like, are acknowledged, like, understand that McKinney is in the sketch, right? I mean, is that, that's fair to say. Yeah, I, I think that's it's, fair that's to just, say. That's just for the audience. Like, it's a music video that the audience is watching or something. Yeah, it would, it probably would have been more fun if he popped up behind them 
to, right. to sing along with it. Yeah. Yeah, I was confused by the choice. It just felt like and hard cut to totally somewhere else where McKitty's holding up a picture of liposuction and then back and that just was for us, I guess. <laughs> they couldn't figure out how to get him into the shot. Yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, so. Anyway. Uh, McCullough, very funny here. There's this moment in the, at the very beginning I thought was really funny where they're just flirting with each other and Thompson's, like, they're talking about, like, some layer cake, like, three-layer chocolate cake or something. And I think Thompson tells McCullough, like, your, your, two, your two layers taste like five layers. And then McCullough says, you're seven and you taste like 11. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. McCullough, again, for no reason other than just to be good, just like digs into his character so much here. I really thought it was Wow, funny. you're becoming a you become the Bruce this McCullough fan. Episode, yeah, I don't know what it was. Well, I think with Kids in the Hall, like I I almost appreciate the non jokes more than the jokes. Just these like weird moments of commitment and just like little bits here and there of ways things are phrased and he like hits that hard and in this episode he hit it really hard. I just uh Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I I don't know what to say. What do you guys I love think McCullough of the, and I love this up. The blackout of this scene where it, the big reveal is that they have big asses. <laughs> the two people on the date. <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed I to mean, really. I, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. The premise of the sketch is just liposuction exists, basically, right? Or like it's it's we want to give you the gritty details. I mean, I, I feel like it was a little more zeitgeisty that in you know, 1990 than. Uh, now yeah that's true that's yeah, true like, people sorry people ahead. talked about lipo like liposuction was i guess relatively new back then but i definitely remember hearing about liposuction a lot when i was a kid back then <laughs> me too <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah that yeah. was like the go-to fat joke was like yeah get lipo he, he needs lipo like everyone loved talking about liposuction i also think people's feelings about big butts have drastically changed in public yeah yeah uh, larger cultural public conversation I mean, straight up the opposite now yeah, yeah. i also yeah. remember like you know i mean there's always going to be horrible like body shit going on especially for young ladies but it you know when i was a kid i just remember like sitcoms especially were so harsh about people's bodies who look totally fucking normal it's like the craziest <laughs> thing watching it in retrospect especially the big butt thing i remember this episode of scrubs Sorry, I'm bringing scrubs into this, but it's always haunted me. <laughs> and, and like JD, you know, Zach Braff, he sees this beautiful woman and he's like, wow, look at her. And then she like turns around and he's like, oh, but her butt's so big. And she has like a totally Norman, normal human woman butt. Like there's not, it's not big really. It's just like, she's wearing plaid pants. And it just like puts this really warped idea into your head about like what, what would even be thin if that's the standard? You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to be so fucking thin. You just, like, drop dead. Anyway, I think, like, the big butt thing here doesn't really make sense to us because those attitudes have changed, and also they're men. So it's just, like, what is going on? You know, It reminds me of Seinfeld where, like, they'd come up with, like, 25, like, A stories, and, like, each one would be like, all right, Jerry's girlfriend looks mannish. Like Jerry's girlfriend yeah. looks, uh, her nose is fucked up. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like, what? How is this a show about nothing? You guys are just basically yeah, like, shitting on whoever the girlfriend with... is. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do people end up in relationships if they're incapable of being attracted to anyone with like the slightest plot? It's so crazy. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I'm surprised that about your scrubs. I thought scrubs 
was after people's after like big butts became a big <laughs> no, thing. No, I don't think so. I mean, Scrubs I wasn't in the big butt era. The era. It's definitely after this sketch was made. For sure. oh yeah, yeah. But I think like I, this I, was an ongoing thing until like maybe even like 2014 or something. Like I yeah, I, guess I think so. it was still coming up a lot. And it's still I, there's I a remember, lot of fatphobic stuff in TV. And oh, film. for sure. Yeah, I just remember like people loved. Uh, talking about Jennifer Lopez's butt. They did. She broke a lot of barriers, but it was definitely like a thing where she was being really fetishized and like kind of treated like abnormal, even though, you know, even she has a very sexy body and a sexy butt, but it's not like huge by the standard, by the average of butts, I would say. Like (laughs) we did a average. Really? You don't think it's huge by the average of butts? I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, well, did anything else happen in this sketch? It felt like they just no, they just sang the song, sang the song about it. yeah, right, yeah. Well, that's the end of the show. Should well, we I'm do sketch of the app? Sure, sketch of the app. It's the sketch of the app. Come on down, it's the sketch of the app. Um, what'd you guys think? This one, I guess. I think I think parents. I'm gonna go with the yeah Tampa Bay, Fran and Gord. I think that's that's probably my my. My favorite of the up. I, I do like this. I, I liked the uh, the seminar one a lot too, but I, I really did like the Fran and Gord sketch one quite a bit. Yeah, seminar. Uh, May, was did good. you have one that you liked? Um, or, or celebrity was good too. The the Scott Thompson. One. And didn't you kind of like Freak like Show, even though I was one. obsessed with the nose? I didn't really like Freak Show. I oh, liked okay. um I liked the one with Scott Thompson as the gay actor. Also, we didn't mention this, but in the very beginning of that sketch, he's like doing a scene, and Mark McKinney's the director. And just the way that he calls cut is very funny. It's like really pretentious. Yes, yes. It's very funny. I was going to mention that too. I wrote that down. He says cut. And then right after Thompson goes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's watch a little bit from that. Cut. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that won't translate to audio, but it was very funny. Uh, it's very funny. It. Go back and watch it. Go back. Uh, I also like the duck one, I guess, out of all the police sketches I've ever seen. It's the weirdest one. <laughs> and it kind of was just like, all right, they brought the duck into it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. So we had two votes for Fran and Gord, and May voted for a few different ones that she liked. But <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to pick one. Uh, I think that's the end of the episode, though, right? Do we have anything else to talk about? No. The only thing I have to talk about is this line in the uh, seminar one that I found really funny. I don't remember if it was about Color or McKinney, but they say, it doesn't matter if you become a shut-in, if you lose your legs, all you need is a phone voice. (laughs) (laughs) There were a lot of very weird phrasings in that sketch, and I don't know why I insisted on mentioning it at the very end. (laughs) (laughs) But I did. (laughs) Okay, well, until next time, keep crushing those heads. Heads crush, crush heads.